This is Masks Off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us, remove your masks, live your life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Masks Off. As promised from the last episode, we said that we were going to talk about the first arrow and second arrow. And last episode, we were talking about how pain is inevitable in life and suffering is optional. So this episode is going to piggyback on that one. And as always, we begin with a quote. So today's quote is by the Buddha, and it says, if a person is struck by an arrow, is it painful? If the person is struck by a second arrow, is it even more painful? And he went on to explain, in life, we can't control the first arrow. However, the second arrow is our reaction to the first, and the second arrow is optional. The Buddha. That's why he's so wise. <laughs> Super wise. And we've been talking about this first arrow, second arrow several times in old episodes. And so I'm really excited. We're going to actually dive in a little more into this one for exactly. It's so important to understand. It is so important. And it so piggybacks on what we were talking about, how the suffering is optional as well. Totally. So the second arrow is completely optional, but it's really hard to catch it. Don't you oh. think it's hard to catch yourself? I mean, yeah. just something so so simple as, like, I, I would hear um, my daughter or other people just say, like, if they drop something or she'll say, you know, oh, I'm so clumsy or, mm-hmm. oh, you know, or if I've made a mistake or I forgot something, oh, I'm so stupid. You know, it, like, right. just that happens that fast. That fast. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like such a big deal. But it really is a big deal, right? Because if you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm stupid because I dropped something or I forgot something, mm-hmm. you know, your mind is picking up on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. And that's our go-to. Right? Yeah. I mean, we drop something or we make a mistake or whatever. If we notice that's what we're telling ourselves over and over and over, it's a pattern that is creating suffering and it can get deeper depending on the situation, obviously. So should we explain a little more about first arrow, second arrow, just the, the mechanics behind it? Cause somebody may not know exactly what, I mean, cause we've referenced it a lot, but we haven't really yeah. gotten into the yeah. So details. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can um, pull that one apart and deconstruct mm-hmm. it. So just like it says in the quote, the first arrow is, it says in life, we can't always control the first arrow. So that's just like life happening, Mm -hmm. or it might be the first arrow is you make a mistake or you forget something. And I was telling you this before we were recording. Remember when I said way back in an earlier episode about my daughter forgetting when she was nine years old, 10 years old, she forgot her snow pants to go skiing. People forget things. That's the first arrow. Forgot my snow pants. The Mm -hmm. second arrow then is what comes after the event or the action. 
and it's the reaction to it. Mm-hmm. If it's a negative reaction, like a blame or a shame, which I did in that case, shamed her. Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with you for forgetting your snow pants? That's the second arrow. That's what causes the suffering because you, that doesn't need to be. It could just be, right. oh, okay, it is what it is. You forgot your snow pants. Now it happens. It happens, right? Or, oh, I just dropped the whole you know, pan of lasagna on the floor, it slipped out of my hands and just Mm -hmm. broke all over the floor. Like, okay, that happens. Things happen. Mm -hmm. That's the first arrow. The second arrow would be something like, I'm such an idiot. Right. Because I just dropped that all over the floor. That's, that's optional. And it's not necessary. It happens. Shit happens. Right. Right? That's what I got to write that down. I love that one. Shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to write a note. I will check explicit on Oh, this. sorry. Yes. <laughs> We're quoting. I, I, see if it's so okay funny. if we quote. We're quoting. I'm not swearing. I'm quoting. That's super funny. I love it. Hey, it was bound to happen at some point. I know. I, I may no have. Suffering, no suffering. No second arrow. No second yes, arrow. Yes, exactly. No. There uh-huh. you go. No second arrow, right? Okay, so I just may have used explicit language when I'm not supposed to, right? So I, who says you're not supposed to? We and who says I'm not supposed right. to? Anyway. Right. So let's <laughs> yeah. say I let's say I quote unquote broke the rule just yeah. now. Okay, that that happens. That's the first arrow. The second arrow would be like I start to feel really bad about it. I'm like, oh my god, and I start to blame myself, self blame, self right. like, oh shooting another arrow at myself, you know, mm-hmm. I just screwed up. I'm such an idiot. How could I do that? How oh could I gosh. do that? I should know better. What a dumb thing. What a dumb. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All those things. Okay. Now you're shooting a second arrow at me, Tia. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of doing what the thought process is in my brain yes. when I do something like that. Yes. And it can also be even kind of what you just said. You're shooting an arrow at me. So it, it can be an incident, you know, like you talked about dropping something or forgetting something. Or yeah. it can be someone says something to you and you interpret oh. it through your lenses, meaning, you know, your stories, your experiences. Yes. So it could either there be a very nonchalant comment that we internalize and be like, oh, they're judging me or they're thinking this or blah, 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 making yeah. me feel bad uh, versus just taking a comment as a comment, whether it's an actual criticism or it's not a criticism. Because how many times have you said something to someone that in your brain, it's like, and it's a just feedback or just a conversation and someone takes it completely wrong and shoots back. Or they start to internalize and create a story. That's another second arrow. So it can be oh my goodness. interaction, interpersonal interaction. It can be dropping something. It can be a tornado. It can be all sorts. It can be so many things. It's so good that you distinguish between those, the two. So do you think we fully clarified the, what a first and second arrow is? Or do you think we need to say and do more about that? I think the only thing I would say, I mean, I think we've said it, but like to keep it really concise, the first arrow is the, is when you feel something, you have a react, you could, you can have a reaction and then you choose to make it worse or you choose Mm. to fall into acceptance. So if we go to accepting the as is, we don't shoot the second arrow because we're no longer in resistance. But if we feel resistance to the situation, we create a story around it, 
we start to blame or shame ourselves or the other, then we're in resistance and we're in second arrow. Does that make sense? It does. It makes good sense. Yeah. So now we can maybe then give a few more examples. Um, definitely, I've already shared, you know, the personal ones. If, if I do something, you know, a mistake or whatever, but the interpersonal one, let's talk about that one a little bit more, because that's not one that I often think of as being first arrow, second arrow. Mm. So it's do you want, yeah, I know. Can we, what more can we say on that one? I think, I mean, there's so many um, examples if you really stop and think about it, because think of, it can be a work relationship. It can mm. be all your personal relationships with your, with your own parents, with your partner, with your friends, you know, how many times is it there's some seemingly little comment and it can be on both sides. You can be the one who makes the comment and someone shoots something right back or, you know, they storm off and it's like, what, what did, what did I do? <laughs> do? Yeah. Or someone says something like, Hey, why didn't you put your dishes in the dishwasher? And it's like, Oh, now I'm lazy. You're, you're calling me. Yes. Yeah. Right there. You know, so it can be, it happens in such subtle, small ways all the time can happen with feedback. You know, someone, you ask someone to review, you know, can you review and edit this thing? And they bring it back and send it back and it's all covered up in red marks. Mm. It's like, oh, I apparently didn't know anything. How could I have been mm. so stupid? Where in reality, it's like, you asked for my input. I just corrected, gave some feedback, take it or leave it. You don't have to take my feedback, but that's a great example. It's recognizing all these lenses and all these filters that we have and everyone can experience the same experience differently. That that's what's key for me. Like that's, what's coming up for me is um, being mindful of what you just said about that. I actually had something happen this morning. Did you? <laughs> Okay. Are you okay with sharing? Yeah. I'll have to just, um, let's see, be mindful of some of the details, but, Mm -hmm. um, so my daughter and I, we were just having a conversation this morning and she was just sharing something, um, and about, um, something that she had learned at work and she, and I had a different, uh, perception of what it was. And she was, to me, what I heard was her saying, well, I know it because, you know, I'm, or I'm right. And I know it because I work here and, and, and I know, and, and you don't know, right. and, and you don't know anything. Right. And that's how I heard it. Like you said, the lens, that was mm-hmm. my lens that I had on. What I heard was mom, you don't know anything. I know it. And I'm right. You're stupid. Which, right, and you're right. Exactly. You're stupid. That's what I heard in your brain. So I said, so I said something, you know, yeah. um, so let's, let's deconstruct this. So then I okay. said something, did I shoot the second arrow at myself or at her? Mm. Because then I reacted because I was triggered. So we've mm-hmm. talked about that. That triggered something in me so and resisting. I was resisting. And so then I said, um, something about like I commented about her tone and how, you know, it made me the way she was saying it. And I think I use the words, the way I'm perceiving this is Mm -hmm. that you know better and you know everything and, and I'm wrong. So I think I was 
were articulating that. But then she came back with, well, mom, I've told you before, this is just how I talk sometimes. This is not what I, I'm, it's not my intention yeah. to act like I know it all or to say that you don't know anything. So then I said, then I, then I was able to, so I guess I did kind of de- deconstruct. It took me a couple minutes to mm-hmm. take a deep breath, you know, right. and then just to get back online. And I came back around and I said, okay. I said, I even said to her, I know this is me. This is yes. my stuff, right? It's my stuff. I'm being triggered by the way you said it because really she had no intention of being, you know, exactly. mean. That goes to your, what you're saying. People yeah. can make a comment and it just is the way that you perceive it. Right. Because you're sensitive that day. I'm they sensitive, can, tired, hungry, lonely, tired, right. you know, exactly. whatever. <laughs> hungry, lonely, tired, whatever's going on. So I had a reaction because I was not in a good space or there's something, a wound within me. Right, exactly. So really what I really think it is when she was saying that and why it felt like a second arrow in a sense is because somewhere in me there's a wound of from when I was a memory of Mm -hmm. when I was a child of someone saying something to me in a way like where they're being condescending and I'm feeling less than or feeling stupid right. for what I said. Right. So it triggered something with it. It had nothing to do with what she said. No, it never does. She, she was just saying, like, yeah. it was neutral. It was just neutral. Like, right. no, mom, like, this is what this is for. I know this because I looked this up at work and I, you know, and I yeah. have this information. That you don't not, have. That you don't have. And it's not like... Uh, you know, you know, I'm the expert on this and you don't know what you're talking about. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm better than you. I know, but that's how I perceived it. Right. 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 That's how I perceived it. So I, I think it's important to recognize like in that situation, well, there's so many things, but like, <laughs> first of all, it goes to show we can be aware of first arrow, second arrow, suffering, resistance, acceptance of the as is for years. And we still can get sucked into that spiral it's just how long we stay there so like yes you got sucked in for a little bit but then you're able to come back out and see and then now I forgot my train of thought oh the first arrow it it has to hit some sort of wound otherwise we're not going to have a reaction so if we're fully in the present moment all the time which is Mm. very hard to do very hard to do not realistic it puts an expectation on ourselves that we're not, we can't attain all the time. Yeah. So we just try to come back to the present moment, which is what you did. Yes. I came back around. So when we're in the present moment, we're already in full acceptance because it's just as it is. So when we have a first arrow shot at us, we're either present and in acceptance or that first arrow hits that wound that we aren't present with anymore. So it's rearing its head up. And then we, yeah. um, then we have that split second decision, present moment, this is not happening right now, that happened in the past. Or am I gonna make it present and shoot a second arrow and make and that trigger and that wound get big again? Very hard to do, right? Very oh, hard. very hard. Yeah. So we're not um, saying this is easy. Like, I mean, you just easy. experienced yeah. this this morning and you've been doing this work for a very long time. For a very long time. Exactly. So the difference is that in the past, when something like that 
happened, mm-hmm. one, I would not have been able to come back around at that all. Quickly. Or, it, or even out, I wouldn't have been aware. Okay. I wouldn't have been able to own or see my part in it, my co-creation. Mm. I would have just yes. seen her behavior and just pointed the finger and did the blaming. Mm. Like yep. we were talking about You're blaming. making I, me feel. You're making me feel. Oh my God, I was queen <laughs> of saying the other makes me feel you make me feel you make me feel <laughs> when it has absolutely nothing to do no yeah. one can control how I feel no nope. only I can control how I feel exactly so the minute that I really believe have a belief that the other has control over how I feel that's a second arrow as well totally right mm-hmm yeah so there's a bunch of things. One, I would have never been aware of the fact that I was co-creating. I would never have been able to see my part and own it. Right. For one. But then number two, yes. and if I did, it, I would be in that space for such a long time, that foul mood, mm-hmm. right? Because then now there's a couple of things that I would be feeling. One, feeling the, the second arrow of feeling stupid, Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm right. feeling stupid. I'm in, going back to that childhood memory. I'm feeling that energy of what I felt when it was first put in me. Right. And then feeling a disconnection now from the other, because there's yes. a disconnect. There's no harmony now. Right. Now and you're I'm disconnected angry. from yourself too. From myself too. It's a, yeah. there's the second arrow. It's a double whammy. I feel disconnected from the person mm-hmm. who I'm having the issue with, or the, uh, let's say conflict or whatever disagreement. And I'm also feeling disconnected from myself. Right. This is so loaded. It's one oh, little it's, five minute thing that happened this morning. Look how much stuff is in it. It's incredible when you can step back and then, so you're disconnected from yourself, disconnected from the other, and you're not in the present and you're resisting yep. the as is. Oh my goodness. And then and you're co-creating. arrows shooting every, and co-creating and arrows being shot everywhere. Right. And that's the thing too. Once we take that second arrow, then yeah. we're out there shooting first arrows at other people. Yes. Because we're yes. trying to avoid what is actually happening within us. So I think that's another important piece too. So if you had yes. stayed with that yes. this morning, what would your next interaction have been with her after we're well, done doing this? Have, you may have gone out and be like, oh, I'm still. You're, I, I you're did still though a little bit. I, I was triggered and I said like something about how she was saying it. And then she... Mm-hmm. Then she felt the second arrow because then she felt I was mad at her. So then that triggered something in her. She doesn't like, you know, for me to be mad at her. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's why I was able to, like I said, after a couple of minutes, and, and this is what the beauty is of mindfulness and meditation is that I'm able to come back to the moment more quickly than ever before. Sometimes I could never, Mm -hmm. but because I know how to, come back to that. It took me only less than five minutes to get back online. And I went back and that's when I said to her, listen, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. This is all about me, what's going on in me. And because I was tired from not having a good night's sleep, I was heightened by certain things. And I also had that um, wound that she triggered. And so it's always about me. It's never about the other. It's never, ever about her. And even when she felt, um, had a second arrow feeling like me being mad at her, that had nothing to do with me either. Mm -hmm. That's her, that's her hole inside of her of, I don't want people to be mad at me. Right. And that's the thing. So you were able to do that in five minutes, whatever it was. 
So yeah. now it's done. It's not going to continue throughout the rest of the day. No, it's what it's happens. Not. And that's the thing, you know, we kind of talked about it in the last episode. We don't even realize it until you start to do this work. You don't see yeah, how know. people have shot arrows at you. And now you're shooting them all around at other people because you're avoiding connecting to yourself. And, and here's what can happen with people who are unaware, right? So let's say, let's talk about relationships a little bit more, right? The interpersonal. So if you have a lot of this arrow shooting, this blaming, so, okay, you know, some time might go by and it might dissipate, but what I have found in the past is you just sweep it under the rug. Right. And so really what happens when you sweep it it, right? Then you've got layers upon layers upon layers of sedimentation building up. Right. You have this very stagnant water now with all this layers of sedimentation. What's happening in that relationship with that person? It's very stagnant. It's Mm -hmm. very stale. It's not, it's not like clear and free flowing water. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not a healthy relationship at all because you're just shooting arrows and sometimes those arrows can be really hurtful, right? Really hurtful. Like you can have contempt for somebody and shoot some really hurtful arrows and that's going to build. It's not going to, you know, it doesn't go away. You have to be able to do the repair work. Right. Exactly. And so that brings up another thought that popped into my mind that we could probably talk about with arrows. Do tell. So what happens, I mean, I've experienced, I'm sure that you have experienced this as well. So you're doing this work, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not taking the second arrow, even though Mm -hmm. someone's shooting a first arrow at you and you don't take it. And that person is, has, is used to you from previous experiences over the years of shooting that second arrow, or they're continuing to shoot arrows. And you're just like, you know, they hit the little, what's that shield? Thing, yeah, like a know, they're not sticking. Shield. Yeah, they're yeah. not sticking. The armor to just bounce uh-huh. right off. So you walk away or you create your healthy boundary. You're not engaging anymore in that mm. pushback and forth. And then it can happen that that person takes that as you're selfish or you're not involved and you don't care. You're not engaging. You're blowing it's me true. off. Mm-hmm. Because you're no longer, right, you're no longer, but that's their second arrow. Mm -hmm. So even though that person may not be shooting a first arrow, that person is still internalizing it because they don't see the suffering spiral they're in. Yep. And so there's that, it's it's another way of a disconnect. And so that's always been an interesting thing for me because it's like they're taking it personal that there's no longer this engagement even though it was an unhealthy engagement of just each other shooting their wounds. What is uh, what are, the twin beggar syndrome, mm, right? Yes. So we're no longer twin beggars, meaning we're shooting at each other to try to fulfill our needs, even though it's not in a healthy way. So as we continue down this road of awakening and other people don't join us, it's, interesting to witness or I don't know if you've ever had the someone they take something you say like that innocuous comment that neutral comment and twist yep. it and you're like that's not what I said you you are creating a story around that that's about you and that's can often be met with that's not true it's you mm. you said that and it's like but I didn't say that 
So have you experienced similar things and how does that come into play in that first arrow, second arrow? Well, I like what, you know, um, I think one thing I could add on about the getting up and walking away when the other person is used to this pattern, this Mm -hmm. dance of, I'm going to shoot an arrow at you and it's going to land and stick. And then I'm going to shoot one back, Mm -hmm. you know, that dance, the twin Mm -hmm. beggar thing. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be little subtle things. Oh, just to be clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're in a relationship with someone for a really long time and you have all those layers of sedimentation, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to tell you, it's not going to take much. It can be the littlest thing that can, you know. Yep. So, but we're talking about wanting to grow and we're talking about doing the work and awakening. So Ideally, what we want to do when someone shoots an arrow is to often setting a boundary walk away. Mm-hmm. But here, rather than what I, okay, let me go right back to that example of this morning. So that's okay. what happened, right? Because I could see where she's going. And I, what I said was, okay, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm owning it. I said, I'm getting up and I'm walking away because I don't like how this conversation is going, right? <laughs> Basically, what I was implying was you did and said something yeah, wrong. Right, so I'm getting right. up and walking away. That which is a second arrow because it was it's a it is it a second arrow. A clean neutral. It was bomb, not right? clean exactly. Yeah. Rather than here's how it could have been differently. Okay, it could sound something like this. I'm really feeling triggered in this moment. There's something within me that is having a reaction to mm-hmm. something that you're saying. So I feel that it's best for right now if I remove myself and I go and work this out and then I'll come back in 20 minutes and we can do a do-over or we can continue the conversation Mm -hmm. or we can come back around to it. Yeah. That's a whole lot different telling, you know, my daughter in that moment, I'm not sticking it to you. I'm not abandoning you. I'm not Mm -hmm. cutting you off. I'm just having something, an emotional reaction that I need to go work through which would be a whole lot different, right? Do you think right. that's different? Totally. That, yeah, especially so, if you do come back around. That's the exactly. key. You have to come you back. You have to come back around. You have to repair. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be a long thing. It can be just a quick thing. Like I said mm-hmm. to her, you know, I was just having this, I got triggered. I felt, you know, there's something mm-hmm. in me that felt. Um, it happens. It happens, right? So, that's an important part when the person shoots an arrow at you, whether it's a real or an, or perceived arrow, mm-hmm. because again, the comment or the thing the person says can be completely innocuous, but I take it the wrong way. Right. So there's that piece of it. Now, what was the other part of the question? You asked another part. Um, I think it was, I think. <laughs> what was it? So what about know. in the situations where let's say, an arrow was shot, yep. an, in- an intentional one. I'm not okay, saying intentional. A, a neutral arrow. An intentional okay. arrow was shot. Someone's having a bad day and they just are projecting and want to blame someone. So they're trying yep. to blame you. And okay. it literally doesn't stick because you see it, they're completely projecting on me. They're trying. Yep. It's this, I'm not even going to engage with this. I, it's I'm neutral. I'm fully in the present moment. I can see see what this is for what it is. I'm full in acceptance. Yep. So there's, 
the first arrow doesn't even stick. And so there's clear, there's not a second arrow, but that person is still wanting to blame. And, you know, so they're like, I need some engagement. I need to get yep. this. So I don't, cause they have to release, but they don't want to go within. Yep. So they're trying to engage with the other who's not engaging. Yep. But then they get more and more riled up because they're not getting their normal okay. pattern of, Yes. Okay, we're going to have like a little conflict, a little mini. Uh, yeah, a go around. Yeah. So then I don't have to go within. Have you experienced uh, that? Because oh, for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, for it's sure. So I get. Yeah, I get that too. So at the end of the day, because so if the arrow is shot at me and it deflects, then the arrow can go back right to the person. Exactly. Right, go, Which is what it's it a does. boomerang. Right. It's, right. It's a boomerang. Yep. So now the person is feeling even worse because like, oh, you know, crap, this pattern, this dance that we used to do is not working right now. Mm -hmm. And now I'm stuck with these feelings. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we talk about co-creation. We talk about hundred percent responsibility. So that person really does need to take 100% responsibility Mm -hmm. for managing his or her own feelings, emotions around that whole entire situation. However, if I feel as if I see the person is just having a really tough time and, you know, I can see it for what it is. If I want to take a compassionate approach, I can simply say, Hey, look, I see you're really stressed right now. I see you've been having a tough time and I know you just made this comment and you know, I'm sure you didn't mean it or it was hurtful. Right. Listen, do you want, do you want to talk? Do you want to process what you're feeling? You know, I can be compassionate. I can open an invitation. I can offer, you know, some assistance, support, support. Right. right. If the person says, you know, yeah. still in that space of shooting more arrows. Okay. Well, I feel like right now is not the best time. Yep for us to continue this conversation so that it doesn't go south. Why don't, you know, we just take a breather and, you know, if in a little while you feel like you do want to chat or you do want to process something, let me know I'm here for you. Exactly. So therefore I'm not abandoning the person. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, screw you, just go deal. I'm offering some support, some guidance, whatever. Um, And maybe that person needs to just go have some time so that, that person can get back online as well. Yeah, because it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Sometimes they want. <laughs> um, sorry, for those of you who can't see us, a cat who's really wanting attention. Um, <laughs> some people really crave that interaction when they're having a tough time, and yes. some people are like, absolutely not. Yes not interested. Yes. You're going to make it worse if you do engage. And then you have to notice, cause that's, I've done that before where I'm where you just talked about like, Oh, okay. It's not hitting. It's not hitting. Hey, you're, it looks like you're having a tough time. How can I best support you? And it comes back even more, even more. And then mm. I have fallen into, I want to fix it. I want to make it go away. You're in pain. Let me help you. And then it just makes it worse. Because I had then, then I all of a sudden did take the arrow and put a second arrow in because it was triggering. I want to make this person feel better. So it's, it's so we can be very neutral and not have yeah. that second arrow, first arrow, and then if we're not careful, yeah, we can come come in. It's super sneaky. It is super sneaky, and I was just thinking that to myself as well. 
even if we're super, if we're neutral in the beginning and the arrow deflects mm-hmm. off, if you stay in that toxic toxicity or that toxic mm-hmm. environment for too long, yes. it, it doesn't matter. I, I would think even the Dalai Lama probably at mm-hmm. some point would have, would finally then, you know, start to react. Right. So you have to be mindful of that as well. Exactly. Because I think that's a good point because we can overstay our welcome. And then we're just, we're really energetically almost like, hey, try me again. Just try it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because my little inner child is really ready to go. Always. The inner child is always wanting to come out and fight. Yeah. Hands up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you have the little, uh, you know, higher self saying, walk away, walk away. Yes. Walk it's away. like the, on, the, on uh-huh. the shoulder, the devil and the angel talking. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. And it's one, I think everyone, no matter how far along you are in your path, it's always going to be a part of being human. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it is, I think though, if, when, the reactivity comes out and the fighting comes out or the crying comes out of you hurt me, you know, mm-hmm. it, would you agree and say it's almost always, it's the inner child, Oh, right? It's yeah. your inner child. Yeah. So even though you may do a lot of work, inner work on healing those old hurts, those old wounds, you yep. still have that part of you, that piece of you, that inner child that's there always watching and waiting for some bully on the playground to come along. Yep. And really it's just that other person's inner child. So whenever that interaction is at play, it's the two inner, it's the inner children coming out. The adults gone at that point. Completely gone. Right. The adults out of the room. Yeah. And it's amazing how we just fall into that. Like, and it's interesting to me, like, why is that more comfortable for us? I know, because it's what we're familiar with. And it, it's, it's knee jerk. Yeah. Is it ego? Is it like, we're, you know, how we're conditioned to see the negative. Like, that's evolutionary. That's evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So is it part that? So we have to override all yeah. of that evolution because it's not in existence anymore because we're in our comfortable homes. And, and that's how <laughs> mindfulness helps, right? Mindfulness right. and meditation help. Right. And oh, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. And then it's just, and I'll like, I go back to the hypnosis as well, mm-hmm. changes a lot of the old belief systems. Right. Um, and yet we are still human always. Mm-hmm. So it's always that possibility. What I was thinking about for future episodes um, is doing more on the inner child and adulting. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about and teach about adulting because Mm -hmm. that's also what we're saying here. You know, as we're talking about, it's your inner child that comes out and fights. Yeah. Like you hurt me. So I'm going to hurt you back. You know, Um, that kind of, even if Mm -hmm. it's, even if the first and second arrow is, directed inward and you're doing it to yourself, it's still your inner child that's hurting. So it's healing the inner child. We could talk about how, Mm -hmm. you know, that plays out and then how to become an adult because we're not taught. Mm -hmm. We're not taught. No. And we're not going to make our inner child go away. No. At all. Nope. It's, it's, we'll be with us until we die. Yep. 
It's just mm-hmm. about making, helping her, the little girl or the little mm-hmm. boy to heal and to see that, you know, mo- that it's no, you are no longer that little eight-year-old self. You're no longer that 10-year-old self. You're an adult now. Mm-hmm. And it's about merging yep. the inner child with the adult self. That's the end goes merging. And then the adult is the one who takes care of the inner child. So mm-hmm. in that case, like, so initially that example with my daughter is my little girl who came out, right? right? And then when I walked away and I came back five minutes later, it was my adult that then came back into the room. Exactly. So we can talk about that in different ways. We can talk about mm-hmm. from the limbic brain versus, you know, the more evolved brain. We can talk about it from the inner child and the adult. There's all these mm-hmm. different ways of talking about how to really navigate life, how, how to be, have more peace. Cause when we took, when we started this whole podcast, one of our goals or one of the things we talked about was to help inspire people how, on how to become, to have more freedom, mm-hmm. have more peace, to become more authentic. Yep. So all these, so everything that we talk about in all of these episodes, we've done 25 so far which is incredible, amazing, Yay. amazing task so far. We're almost at 500 uh, listens. It's awesome. I saw that too. I saw Super that. that cool. was, so thank you all yes. of you for <laughs> listening. And we do hope you continue mm-hmm. and that you are enjoying these episodes. And as I was saying, like through all these episodes, we are trying to just share and you know what has helped us and how we have grown and how one can start the path or the journey of yeah finding more freedom having more peace more authenticity right and recognizing it's not a destination i mean no as you know from listening we're still <laughs> our inner child still rises up we still Absolutely. fall into ego we still put our masks back on but yeah. that's part of learning and growing and expanding too. So it's shifting from that shameful feeling of, you know, how yeah. we talked about earlier, um, to acceptance and just being like, exactly. oh, yep, there, there's that little girl in me again, needing some attention and needing to be soothed. So I'm going to exactly. do that instead of doing it on other people, pushing it outward. I'm going to go inward. And, and maybe just to kind of like, I totally agree. And to maybe just summarize and and wrap up again or wrap up is to, with what you just said about, it's not a destination. Mm. It's not a journey. Like if we go back to our analogy of the mountain. Yep. climbing. So it's not, you're not going to like in life or on this path, you're not going to go straight up the mountain. Mm -mm. You're going to go up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You might have to stop and sit down. You might, you might slip. And go back a few steps, but then you start walking again. You are continuously moving up the mountain, but it is not like, oh, all of a sudden light switch goes on and you are just going straight up that mountain now. Never get triggered ever. Never get triggered, never stumble, never trip, you know, never stumble over a tree branch or a root or, oh, here's a big boulder in the way. You know, you have, you're going to have that because we talked about in the last episode, pain Mm -hmm. is inevitable. Exactly. And we need it. I mean, can you imagine if, if we were Zen all the time? No, 
No. It'd be kind of boring. It'd be all vanilla ice cream and no no flavors. Life would just be everybody gets vanilla. You get vanilla, you get vanilla, you get vanilla. There's no chocolate, no chocolate cookie dough. And I think it's helpful to remember that because even though the pain sucks at times, Mm. Mm, we we need the the crap with and so we can sell the catalyst. Yeah, and and the more you come to peace with the pain and the discomfort, it's not so scary actually. Exactly. And it's when you don't, that's when the suffering that goes back to exactly back to that. It's everything comes back Mm -hmm. around full circle. So the suffering, Mm -hmm. Mm. it just is just is. Yeah. Yeah. Such a hard one though. Oh yeah. I resist this lesson, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I slip a lot. I hate this lesson. And the world continues to provide opportunities for us to remember. Knock, knock, I'm here again. <laughs> you don't want to learn. You, you don't want to learn. So yep. I'm going to be here again. Exactly. Until exactly. you stop resisting me. Yeah. Wow. Such a good conversation today. Loved it. Awesome. All righty. Yes. So, so thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. Live your life.